Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer on this Friday morning, November 5th. So glad to have you along. My name's Tom Short. We get here in the Word of God every day, talk about how we apply it in our lives, and we um, and we pray over it, which is very, very important. So welcome if you're new. So glad you you're here. If you like the content, make sure you subscribe, hit the notify button, and those of you back day by day, so glad to have you. God bless you. I love you folks. You know, I'm often asked on campus if my wife and I are equal. This is a big, big issue on campus, obviously, in our culture today, this concept of equality everywhere and, of course, in the family. And in the multicultural world we live in, that what always is looking, because of the cultural Marxism, it's always pit, looking to pit one group against the other, the oppressor against the oppressed. Or, the, or vice versa, the oppressed against the oppressor. And one of the ways that, that people who believe in this cultural Marxism and or are duped by it unknowingly, they talk about this area of equality in the family. As, and they ask me, Tom, are you and your wife equal? Now, of course, they're thinking men oppress women throughout history that marriage is an oppressive institution, and so forth. So are you and your wife equal? And of course, you know, depending on my mood at the time or the mood of the crowd, I may play along, and I thoroughly like this answer and discussing it. I usually, you know, let it play out a little bit, and I say, well, not really. We're not really equal. And they hoot and holler and scream and shout and think I'm a you know, an oppressive uh, person. And I point out that we're not equal, rather, we're one. Folks, there's a big difference. I point out she's smarter, but I'm stronger. We work together. We're one. We each bring different strengths into our marriage. We each bring different strengths into our relationship. We're not the same. We're different. I know this is heresy in, in today's world to think that men and women are different, but we are, and we each bring different things, and we focus not on equality. We focus on oneness. You know, Scripture, this is where the scriptural focus is. It says in, in, in when, when God created Adam, when God created Eve, it says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become equal. Is that what it says? Of course not. It says the two shall become one, one flesh. We see again in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus quotes this. Have you not heard that in the beginning he who created them made them male and female and said, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one. What therefore God joins together, let no man separate. Well, we have a lot of separation going on in marriages these days. I don't know if you've picked up on this, but we have a lot of separation. A terrible divorce rate. And, and many people who aren't even getting married, they cohabit for a while, and then they break up. That doesn't even show up in a divorce rate, but it's still a broken relationship. And let's be honest, this is affecting the church as well. The, the significant divorce rate. There are many reasons connected, contributing to this. One reason, of course, is we, even in the church, 
We're getting more input from sitcoms on television than we are from the Word of God. We're adopting uh, cultural ideas from our society that has largely abandoned the biblical idea of family and the biblical model given to us of family in the Bible. And we've embraced these other concepts, these other ideas, and we try and live by them, and they fail. We're often told to have a 50-50 marriage. We split everything 50-50, right down the middle. Everything we split 50-50. But folks, that's a, that's a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for, for fighting all the time. Why? Because if I'm convinced I'm doing my 50%, you can... Uh, uh, most people, let's put it this way. If I'm convinced I'm doing my 50%, and I'm often convinced... She's not doing her 50%. And if she's doing her 50%, she's often convinced he's not doing his 50%. And so, you you know, I'm doing my part, you're not doing your part, and it's constant arguing, constant comparing, constant, you know, I'm doing what? Are you doing your part? In Scripture, the idea of oneness means that we both give 100%. We discover what is my role, what is my part in making this marriage successful, in making this family successful, and I give myself 100%. Why do I do that? As unto the Lord. I'm not, I don't want to be a good husband just for the sake of my wife. I want to be a good husband for the sake of God. God has called me to be a husband. God has called me to be a father. I don't want to just meet up to my wife's standards. I want to meet up to God's standards. And likewise, women, God has called you to be a wife. God has called you to be a mother. You, re you reach up to the standards God has for you, no matter how he's behaving, no matter what his expectations. This is the key. It says us all throughout the New Testament, for instance, servants, you serve as unto the Lord. We, we execute our roles. We, we live out the roles God has given us. We do it as unto the Lord. Rather than, oh, I'll do my 50% if you do your 50%. I'll do my part if you do your part. I'll do what I'm supposed to do if you do what you're supposed to do. No, 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 no. We do what we're supposed to do because we do it as under the Lord. And as we do that, husbands, as we love our wives, wives, as you honor your husband, we come together as one and we become a godly family. We're both 100 percenters. We're not 50-50. We both give all in what God calls us to do. You know, the, 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 this, this thrust for equality, I, I think of no other institution. Does it work? To me, uh, an obvious example is football season. So let's talk about a football team. How many football teams succeed if they argue about who gets to touch the ball the most? If the lineman says to the quarterback, you get to call the plays all the time. I want to start calling the plays. You get to have the ball. I want to throw the ball. You, you come up and block this time. I want to throw the ball. Folks, it doesn't work. It's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for failure. In a football team, the lineman knows his role, and he does it with all of his heart. And he doesn't care if he touches the ball. He doesn't care if he gets to pass or catch. He's there to block. He does it with all of his heart. He's embraced his position, embraced his role. And he says, I'm going to do it as best I can. The quarterback realizes he's not even supposed to block. He might get injured. So he might occasionally do it. But for the most part, he, he calls the plays. He, he hands up the ball. He throws the ball. 
And if he becomes said, I need to block equally with the others, I need to block as much as the others, you're going to have an injured quarterback. You're going to have a losing team. Everybody has a role. Everyone plays a part. And when each person em embraces their role and says, I'm not going to compl not complaining if I don't get to touch the ball equally, but rather it's saying, I'm going to do my part with all my heart as best I can because we as a team have the same goal, a, a goal to win as a team. That team will win. Teams that bicker, or I, I coach basketball too, teams that bicker about who gets to shoot more, who gets to touch the ball more, who gets to do this. My my role, I no, no, everybody plays an important role. On a basketball team, the, the guy who defends the best player on the other teams, his role is as important as the key scorer on our team. The rebounder is important. Everybody's important. If you take your role and say, I'm going to play it, I'm going to do it with all my heart. This is what we do in a family. We say, God has called me to be a husband, a father, a mother, a wife. And I embrace my role and I don't sit there and think I'm inferior. I don't sit there and, and it's not a competition with my spouse. Why? Because we're one. The scripture focuses on oneness. This cultural Marxism wants to focus on equality so that we're fighting with one another. We are different. We have different roles, different responsibilities in a family, on a team, in a company, in a church, in every organization. To say the lineman in a football game team is not inferior to his quarterback. And believe me, if you think so, you never played the game. That quarterback knows his, his life depends on those linemen doing their job. And he's appreciative and he loves them. And they're one, and they work together. <clears throat> you know, this oneness reflects God. And this oneness reflects the Trinity. Jesus prayed in John 17 for his disciples. And he prays, and, and if I could read this, John 17, beginning with verse 20, he says, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, his disciples. This was his final prayer, the last night of his life. But for those who will believe in me through their word, that's us, folks. He's praying for us. Here we go. That they may all be one. Even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so the world may believe that you sent me. Verse 22, the glory which you've given me, I've given to them that they may be one, just as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. The, the way we are perfected in unity is we focus on our oneness. The way the church will be perfected in unity is we focus on our oneness. The way the family will be perfected in unity is we focus on our oneness. Christ is in us all. Now, did Jesus have a different role than the Father? Yes. Did Jesus have a different role than the Holy Did the Holy Spirit have a different role than Jesus or the Father? Yes. It seems as if Jesus would say, even though he was equal with God, it says in, in, in Philippians 2, he didn't grasp that equality with God, but he lived a life obedient to the Father, and he did the Father's will, and he submitted to the Father. 
And likewise, the Holy Spirit. Jesus went back to the Father, and the, the Father sent the Holy Spirit after Jesus asked. There seems to be an order in the Trinity, even though there is a oneness. Do you think the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit argue about equality? That's absurd. They're one, and that's why they prevail. And folks, when you when you're when you focus in your marriage on saying, I'm I'm going to be the husband God called me to be. I'm going to be the wife God called me to be. I'm going to embrace my role from Scripture. I'm going to give 100%. I'm going to do it as unto the Lord. And I'm going to and I'm going to do my part. That's when we have a godly family. That's when we have a united family. That's when we focus on oneness. And that's where we become winners. Just like that team. If, it, if, if they're united and focused on oneness and each person embraces their role, they'll go win games. But those people who bicker about not getting enough attention, not touching the ball enough, I didn't get to score the points, I didn't get, and when it becomes about comparing one another, comparing themselves to each other, that's a recipe for disaster in a football team, a basketball team, a company, a church, and yes, even in a family. Folks, we don't take our marching orders from our culture. We don't take our marching orders from the cultural Marxist. We don't take our marching orders from the radical feminist. We don't take our marching orders from those whose ideas are destroying the family in our culture today. We take our marching orders from our God, the living God, and the word of God that he's given us. That's where we find answers. We will be different. Criticize us if you want. Criticize us if you want. Call us names if you want. What we're doing works, and what they're doing fails. Father in heaven, we bless you today for your plan for the family. Hallelujah. We've been looking at this. We thank you that you have made the family to be a place of peace and rest and joy and success. Lord, as we, we who believe these things, we're the ones raising children, rearing children, giving us a future, giving our country a future. Thank you that we pray, Father. Oh, I pray for our marriages, people here. We'd have strong marriages, not just stable marriages, Lord, but beyond that, we'd have strong marriages. Marriages where in families where people would look and see that we're different, and whether they, whether they would agree or not, they'd have to stand by and say what they're doing seems to work. That's a happy family. They've raised good kids. They love one another. It's a place of rest. It's a place of unity. It's a place of oneness. I pray, Father, today, help us who name the name of Christ. Help us who are believers in Jesus Christ. Help us who are followers of the Christ, Jesus. Not to get our marching orders, our role models, our examples from the sitcoms on television, from the examples coming out of the movies coming out of Hollywood, Help us not take our cue from the universities that have just literally been taken over by cultural Marxists and by people who have rejected your word and your truth. Help us, Father, to filter out those voices and those influences so that we might be led by the God of gods, the King of kings, the one who has given us your eternal word, your treasure. You are our creator. You've designed us. You know it works. You've given us your best way. 
You've called us from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of God. And I pray, Father, that our families, our marriages, our relationships, our children would reflect kingdom life, not worldly life. We keep us from being defiled. Help us, Father, to reflect and to live the values, the ways, the roles, the teaching you've given us in, our, in the scripture. And I pray for our, the families of people on this live stream that we might be one. This is my prayer, that we might be one, even Father as you and your Son and the Spirit are one. We might be perfected into true unity where there's peace and security and love and joy. I pray for this. Protect us from every evil and demonic idea and influence that would lead us astray from this. Give us your ways. Might we walk in them in humility, in service, in love, in faith, and in faithfulness. We pray for this, and we bless you now. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 and amen. Hey, God bless you. I have enjoyed this series on the family. I think I'm calling it an end here, but there might be more we do next week. We'll see. If you've got things that you'd like me to speak about in the family, drop me a, leave a comment below, and uh, and give me some good ideas, and maybe that will continue next week. But otherwise, tomorrow we'll be back. Boy, I've got stuff to talk about that's been going on in our country, in our world, and uh, <clears throat> much on my mind. So we'll see you tomorrow morning as we get into the Word of God, talk about how that relates to the world we're living in today, and pray over it. I'm here every day. I hope you join me every day. It'll make a difference in your life. God will strengthen you as you get into the Word of God every day. And so I pray you'll join me. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a comment. Tell me who you are. Tell me where we're from, how you know me if you do. And I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. You have a great day. Bye-bye.